0: Okay. Hello, welcome back to another podcast episode of Abundant as Fuck. I'm Cameron Scholzinger, and I'm Jessica Post, and we're here today with one of our good friends, Farshad Sarafi. And once again, we're here to help you get out of your own way, release what no longer serves you, and step into a life of abundance. Hi, yeah. So one thing we absolutely love about far is that he leads life and helps others lead life through the lens of gratitude and love and so that's what we really wanted to bring him on to talk about today is kind of just cultivating that natural frequency that we're all born into but kind of outgrow during our childhood Um, so just relearning that natural frequency that we can adopt once again in our adulthood and really transfer that over into every realm of our life including relationships and our business yeah so mr farshad um introduce yourself who are you what do you do what do you love what are your passions and then we'll kind of dive deep into
1: everything <laughs> <laughs> I, got,
2: I gotta give you guys like the, the two-year-long format in like 10 minutes um mm-hmm. I'm far I do a lot of things I don't title myself as anything like people are like oh you run this business and do this and I'm like I'm a janitor like let's just go with that like (laughs) we just clean things that's kind of the way I look at things um I I mean I met you guys obviously through chat and what we do with beyond bill and then I have a few other things that I have my hands in that are slowly growing which you guys have kind of been privy to um I love life. That sounds probably like the most simple thing I could say and a little bit too wide to some people. But there's a lot of things I think I've experienced in the last 24 months, for sure. But even the last decade that have really opened my eyes to how much like there is for us to continue to evolve. And a big part of that is just being able to see things for what they are. Because I think a lot of times what happens is I love what you said, is we get away from like that gratitude and that love. And it's not because it's not within us. It's we're looking outside of us thinking all the answers are around us, but they're actually just mirroring things we need to learn and experience in order to see that. So uh, it's I, I find that all of this is like interconnected. What happens in your personal life is probably happening in your business and vice versa. And it's always a reflection of you at some level, whether you believe it or not. And We're all in it together when you, you look at it in like the grand scheme of things. So it's, I think when we take like a bigger, more holistic approach rather than the you know, this binary, you know, narrow-minded look that I think a lot of us do, it makes it easier to take things in the direction that we all are looking to go to, so I'm, I am, uh, I'm sometimes viewed, if you, like, in this setting, like, you guys know me, I can go down the spiritual path, and, like, if you, if we want to go super spiritual, I can, but so, if that's the only place you've met me in, you may think I'm, like, super hippie, and I'm actually, like, very far from it, like, I you guys know me like I've there's people I've met recently they're like oh he's like this hipster and I'm like dude you're not going to see me wearing a loincloth by the ocean
1: I'm
2: I'm also like 230 pounds I love lifting I like traveling like I love sports like there's a lot of things there so I'm not like your. I I hate saying it I'm not your typical guy it's just I, I think with the things I experienced with mom and dad growing up my brother and and the things I went through in past relationships I just came to certain appreciations a lot sooner than most people do so I think that's the reason why sometimes like when we get into these conversations people will hear and be like oh damn like there's it's like a spiritual hippie I'm like nah if you really know me I'm not like I love those conversations because I think meaningful conversations are everything in life but there's more to life like I like having fun you both know that as well as anybody so that's mm-hmm. me in a nutshell yeah
0: so harmonizing both the physical and non-physical right which is what mm-hmm. we're all here trying to do
1: Mm
0: -hmm. love it yeah cool so um i know everyone that listens to this podcast is big into spirituality and a lot of our clients are too so i'd love to go down that rabbit hole um so kind of tell everyone how how you came aware to the the practice of self-discovery spirituality and what really initiated that that part of your life
2: i think I, i vividly remember I was 19. I was sitting in my dorm room. It was March of 2012. And my grandfather had just passed away. And I just remember sitting on my bed and I was crying, but I felt empty. And I didn't grow up like many American families. Like so, my families were immigrants. I'm born in Iran. I grew up part of my life in Toronto and then I moved to New York. And then I like my whole life was in New York for a long time. A lot of people, like when we grow up, Sundays are with grandparents, right? I did not grow up with that. And I always felt like there was a part of me missing. And so when my grandfather passed away, there was this emptiness where it was like, man, like I'm upset because I care about you. And also like, I never had that level of a relationship with you. At least it felt right. Because it wasn't like every Sunday was with my, with my family. Because everybody was not together. Like I was with my mom, my dad, and my brother, we were always like alone Um, And so that was the first time where I was like, I don't like how I feel. I'm very curious why people are the way they are. So I started reading personal development books. And I think those first two or three years of going into personal development, I I don't want to call it like fake by any means, because I don't think it was. But I think what happens with most people early in their self-discovery journey is it's like, how quickly can we get to like love and light and positivity? which I think is an important part of the journey. And I think living in that energetically is key yet. If we're going to act like there's no weeds or if there's, there's no challenges, it's a little bit, a little bit much for me. And so I started to evolve and I started to see things a lot differently and understanding why people were the way they were. And then three years, two, not even three years, two years later, my first semester, my senior year of college, my mom got very sick. And a couple of days before finals, like I had to take her to the hospital and it was a very shocking thing for me, because I didn't know that for the month or two before that, she just wasn't doing well. Um, and I remember sitting there and they were like, you know, she doesn't she has like 40 percent of her blood capacity. Like she's not supposed to be alive right now. And I just remember sitting there being like, I don't know what the hell just happened in the last 24 hours. But I don't like this. Like at this point, my dad doesn't live with us because my dad's in Houston working for Chevron. My brother's kind of out of the picture. Our family life was a little bit. <clears throat> all over the place at the time and i remember calling my dad freaking out i was like you need to come the fuck home i have a final tomorrow i'm probably gonna fail it with flying colors and i don't i can't handle this and it was the first time in a long time that i got hyper emotional and just projected i remember driving home and i was like i don't like that at all but i could see my mom and my dad coming out of me as i was saying things and i was like this is fucking insane to me because like my mom and dad are polar opposites right my mom is very emotional, sensitive, very loving woman. And my dad's a loving person, but he's more quiet and reserved and and in ways repressive. So my parents are very opposite ends of the spectrum. And I typically with almost everything fall right in the middle, which is why I can do both sides of the coin, right? Like I can be with you when you're hyper emotional and I can also be very, very honest and raw with you. And so I started going more and more inward. Um, My older cousin has kind of been my person to go to like a coach in a way, a mentor, a mentor, um, a friend, family member, obviously, and he was always the person I could go to and be like, "Hey, like, I don't understand this, or I'm trying to understand a different lens." And the beautiful thing about my relationship with him is we can talk about things where it's like he will be able to challenge me in ways other people won't, not because he's family, but because he's always been the person I go to, and he's not going to sugarcoat it for me. Like he'll be gentle, he'll be loving, and we look at things for what they are. And so the more I spent time in that little period towards the end of my senior year of college and moving forward, I just started noticing things about people. And I think this is, I'm sure for both of you, this was, this is a big thing that happens is you start to see certain things within yourself and then you see the people around you and you're like, what the fuck am I doing around these people? Like, and it's not that they're bad people. It's just, is this really the direction we want to go through for the rest of our lives? And I think I had, especially right after college, it was very challenging because it was like, I see all this, like I see what this is and I, I see what's going on and I don't like it. And for a while there was, you know, a couple week period where I was almost like resentful. I was like, damn, like you're this person. And then quickly it became, well, maybe that's not the case. Maybe I needed to meet these people and go through the things I go through and actually appreciate it for what it is. You know, the insecurities I grew up with, the challenges we face being immigrants and and, and the life we live. So it's, I think the self-discovery process started, like truly, truly took a new level then. And every year since 21, like something new has come. Like I can even tell you the last 24 months even like year to date it's it's been insane how much has changed like i saw a picture of myself from two years ago and then i saw a picture of myself from even eight years ago i'm like somehow i look younger being bald and i don't even in in ways i don't recognize the person i was but i also appreciate how far we've come in such a short period of time because seven eight years really isn't that much time to some people it seems like it but I think when you're just enjoying the process and you appreciate the little things as they come as challenging as they may be, I think you start to notice within yourself who you really are and then what you actually want to do in life and what you want to be in life. I think that's the big thing is who do you want to be?
1: Mm
0: -hmm. I love that. So I think a big thing that always stands out is just accepting what's in front of us, right? Accepting people, things situations as they are rather than projecting onto them what we are or what we've been exposed to, right? So was there any specific like individual modality that really just sparked that transition from putting judgment onto things versus accepting it as is?
2: My mom being ill was definitely one of those things because I saw how differently um, my brother and I interpreted. My parents' parenting. And I think very quickly for me when I was digging into wow, I'm like my dad in some ways and I'm like my mom in some ways. But a lot of times and a majority of the times, I'm the harmony, I'm in the in-between. So I can sit through a lot with a lot of people and I have they gifted me patience because I can appreciate both sides of the coin. I think for I think what happened was, or I feel what happened was I was going through noticing how differently we both my brother and I would react to certain things in that period of time and then looking at, okay, I was the first child, so obviously from that dynamic, it's much more challenging to raise a first child than the second child, right, the first child typically gets it harder, and et cetera, et cetera, and my brother has a very different interpretation of of our parents' parenting, and for a while, some of the things that I'd gone through with my parents, I was like, you know, this is just dumb, like, there's a bunch of rules, there's all this other stuff, and then as I started to piece together, I was like, they went through things as kids too, they also had to deal with, leaving a country during a revolution. Like my dad has his PhD. They went to school like, at one point they had very little money. They came to the States. Like there's so many things that they were challenged with. And my parents simply were doing the best they could with what they understood of themselves and the collective. And when I kind of realized that I was like, wow, like I'm sitting here upset about this bullshit rule or this situation in high school or middle school or even younger. And it's okay for me to be upset with it. Like even looking back now, I don't agree with the majority of the things my parents did. But being able to appreciate that they did the best of what they could, including the fact that they have their own, you know, bags to unpack and work through for themselves. I, it really helped me like let go of so much because I don't feel that I was ever resentful towards them, but I could definitely feel where it was like, okay, I'm holding on to stuff with you guys because I wish you did this differently or I wish mm-hmm. I had this. And I I remember Tony Robbins said something along the lines of if my mom was the woman I wanted her to be I wouldn't be the man that I am right now and I always tell people like I'm so grateful that my parents are such like opposites that I can be the person I am because then it's always funny when people are like you're super calm you're patient like you're compassionate all these like people say all these things and I'm like yeah. And it's only because of the experience I had, like, I don't know that I would be able to be this person if my parents were this, the idea of who I once wanted them to be. Mm-hmm. And so I think when we start to see like our own parents and our own experiences as what they are, and rather than blame them, simply grieve and then go into a process where we learn to appreciate, I think that's where we really learn, hey, like, it's beautiful the way you were raised. It's beautiful the way you grew up and it doesn't change what happened. It doesn't take away the sadness or the pain or the moments you struggled with as you did go through it, but it also does create a foundation for you to create a new story or a new path because it doesn't have to be, you know, sorrow and sadness and pain for the rest of your life. You get to take what you learned and it gives you a different, you know, view on empathy and compassion, which I think has been extremely invaluable. Yeah, yeah,
0: and So coming from an outsider or a quote unquote beginner's perspective who is just now recently becoming aware to conscious awareness, um, Mm -hmm. do you have any specific like tips, tactics, tools that can help other people just start to acknowledge um, what's like what's theirs versus what is projected from what they were taught or like what's their parents? if that makes sense. So, yeah, it does. It's <laughs> just funny, but I've, I've
2: had this conversation with both of you. And I also feel yeah. like I've had this conversation on a number of podcasts recently. I feel that it's important for us to learn to take extreme self-responsibility, which means everything in our life is our fault. And I don't mean that in the sense of let's shame, guilt, and blame ourselves for how we reacted or what we felt or whatever. Like, yeah, you probably were upset with how mom and dad treated you at some point. You probably said something to someone that, you know, looking back in hindsight, it wasn't authentic or, or warm and loving, but it was what you said. Like, that's what it is. I think when we own ourselves and say, I did do this, I am this person and I can see both the light of who I am and I can see the darkness in who I am. When we can appreciate both sides, it's okay. Like I always tell people, the people you don't like, usually you don't like them because they are expressing parts of you that are unexpressed, right? So if you meet someone, and and I've seen this so many times, the first time people meet me, they're like, oh, you have a really strong personality. You're loud. It's like, you're very abrupt. And I'm like, I'm just comfortable being me. And there's a part of you that is very loud and abrupt and has a strong personality. And maybe you just haven't gotten to the place in your life where you're expressive that way. I notice we are quick to shut something out that is actually reflective of something that we're pushing away or pushing down within us. So I think being able to appreciate our different parts, light and darkness and seeing them for their beauty, that's the biggest thing I think anybody can do to start this conscious path is like, it's okay if you meet someone and what you don't like about them, you realize somewhere deep down you are that, right? Like. It would be remiss of me to say that there aren't times that I can have an ego. It would be remiss of me to say I can't be an asshole. That's the truth. So when I meet someone who's an asshole, I'm like, I get it. Like you went through things too. And maybe you're just in a different part of your journey. And that's why you handle things the way you do. It doesn't mean I need to engage or create some level of relationship, but I can appreciate where you are. Right. And and it doesn't take away from who you are in your core. Versus like a time 10 years ago, I would meet someone who I think is an asshole. i just be like, oh, he's just a fucking asshole. And it's like, for what? That's judgment. Versus can I appreciate that we all have everything we see? So just as much as you think you're this kind, loving, warm, sensitive, sweet person, you're equal parts this, you know, egotistical, defensive, like overly emotional, whatever. Like whatever you see outside of yourself is you too. So can you learn to appreciate those things? Because as you do, you start to build towards more, more of who you want to be and not all these other things that you feel are positive or negative. Because realistically, everything can be a positive and everything can be a negative. So, why do we identify it that way? Right? Like, me being soft and sensitive is good in very many ways. But there are times I have conversations with people, it's not the time to be soft and sensitive right? Like everything in life is a dance. It's, it's, it's creating some sort of har- har- harmony between the two. So can you appreciate those things? And I, I feel for anybody starting that journey, it's seeing everything for what it is and saying, okay, it's not good, bad or indifferent. It has its time and place. Can I accept those things? Can I get super honest about those things? Because anything you project or you say towards other people, you probably need to hear yourself one and two, you probably are yourself too. And that's okay. Can you love it for what it is? So I think when you start to get to digging into yourself and going down a very conscious path, it requires a lot of honesty. And a lot of times I noticed, especially, I was really lucky, like as much as I didn't have my cousin there all of the time when we did talk, it was one of those things where it's like, okay, like you're gonna tell me the raw shit even if I don't wanna hear it, right? Can you get to a place where you can go raw for yourself too? And having the few people that can give it to you that way too, because I think a lot of times People say they're honest, but I noticed they actually aren't as much as they say. They are either saying something that is perceived to be honest to like prevent themselves from being hurt, or they're just like kind of passive and soft because they don't want to be judged. And I, I find that it's extremely invaluable to find people who are genuinely raw and honest and equal parts, you know, gentle and soft. So...
0: Yeah, I remember the one, the one question you asked me when I drove up there was like, are you, or do you lie at all? Or you, are you at any point dishonest? And mm-hmm. at first I was like, nah, like I'm so honest. <laughs> and then you're like, wrong. It's yeah. all relative, right? It's all polar. It's all one and the same. Um, so I feel like that's something really important to take into account is that the law of polarity and law of relativity takes place in everything that is.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: That, that, that question I asked you was, are you an honest person? And you mm-hmm. said, yes. And I said, that's a lie. And I remember you kind of <laughs> laughed at me and you're like, what are you saying? And I said, look, an honest man knows he's not an honest man because the truth is you're not hundred percent honest all the time. That's I'm not either. Do I, I feel that when we start to accept things as true, even when they're not things we like, we actually get closer to being more of what we wanna be, yeah. right? I'm probably at this point in my life, considerably more honest than I was at 21. Does that mean I'm perfectly honest all the time? No, I told lies this morning. It's fine. Sometimes you have to do it,
1: right?
2: Can you accept it? Can you appreciate it? I think that's the challenge is, can you just get to a place where it's like, okay, there's a time and place for everything.
1: Yeah. yeah. When you were talking right before talking about honesty, um, I was thinking about that one activity that we did on the beach that one day where we talked about, um, like the positive and negative qualities or like the good and bad of like both your parents and then partner. Um, and that activity, especially for like, while it's still hard to recognize the parts of you that like are that shadow self that are that negative doing that activity helped so much with like realizing like how I became me, which was really cool. Um, but I had a question that went along with it and I completely forgot while we were talking. Um, but that, um, oh yeah, that activity, I've like had a few clients do it recently too, that like, when they're like, I don't know what like my shadow self even is. It's like, okay, well then look at like your parents, like look at your partner, like look at those things like you consider negative, you know that that's somewhere in you, whether like they taught it or you see it in them. Um, and I think that's really cool to like be able to look at the people around you and recognize the positive and negatives to see like how that's building into you, and then like being able to consciously decide like if you want to keep those things and if you like you want to make a change from there. Yeah, but there's kind I of think a too. I <laughs> no, I, uh,
2: and I, I I understand too because yeah. I remember you, I, and Meg were sitting there doing it, and I just the look on your face still to this day was one of the best I've ever seen. Like your reaction to it was like. Wow, I feel like he, I, I think I remember you saying. I think I remember you saying. I feel like you know more about my life, and I barely have told you anything. And I was yeah. like, "Well, everything's we'll kind of a pattern in a
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> the thing is, is like these mirrors will. It, that's the, the truth is everybody's a mirror. Everything is a mirror, right? It'll tell you exactly what you need to understand for you. No. A lot of people live in this like no concept and that's your ego. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that the ego is a bad thing, but the it is a very fragile place to live, right? There's a difference between knowledge and understanding. Knowledge is just a bunch of information. Understanding is actually applying it. Right, So like I see a lot of people who read a ton of personal development books. I'm like, dude, once you've read five of them, you've kind of read all of them. They tell you the same fucking thing. They don't change what they're telling you. It's just worded a little differently. Jay Shetty is no different than Tony Robbins and Brene Brown. Like at some level, it's all the same shit. If you actually pay attention, do you apply it is my question. And I'm, I'm a bigger believer of you need to apply than just simply, you know, taking information because when you just take an in information it's like oh i know what to do it's like cool you're not doing it so what does it matter and i think that exercise in itself is taking what you think you know and then ripping it apart because it's like oh mom and dad are my little kid my mom my dad and my partner and my friends these are their positives these are their negatives and i'm like cool you're all those things and this is why your relationships are either doing well or failing and it's <laughs> like people look at the sheet like how the and I, I'm like, look, I wasn't in those relationships that we just talked about, but I can imagine that it failed because of X, Y and Z. And it's like, what the heck? It, It's yeah. an exercise that is very uh, I was it's almost traumatizing for some people because it's like you didn't I didn't ask you to tell me your life story. I'm just going to take words and show you your life story because it's very easy to paint the picture if you understand what happened. And I, I think we make it super complicated. It's like this situation with my friend, it blew up because of X, mm-hmm. Y, and Z and she did this and he did that. And then it's like, oh, this relationship, like he sucked. we like, we don't take any responsibility mm-hmm. and I can hear the difference. And I'm like, cool, let's take responsibility. Where are you being all the things you just said? And how is the mirror showing up for you? And what are you living in? And you're positive or you're negative. You know, it's, it's not realistic to think we're going to be, you know, sunshine and roses all the time yet can we appreciate we when we are in our negative and pull ourselves out of it i think that's the important thing
0: yeah Yeah. and so i guess taking that and transitioning it over into a business sense since you my good sir have many business ventures open and running (laughs) right i would love to hear how you kind of translated your spirituality your acceptance of everything that is and how that's kind of Build the foundation for a successful venture, right? And being a successful janitor, as you would say. <laughs> yeah.
2: No, that, that's a great way to put it. Uh, it's, it's really simple to me. Business is, the, the quicker you make it complex, the harder you make it to grow. That's the truth. And it's the same thing in your relationships. The more complicated you start to make things, the harder it is for them to evolve into break past barriers. And like, I was really fortunate when I was growing like post-college, I had certain experiences in like the corporate world where I was privy to like bigger scale project, major companies. Like I was in corporate consulting at FedEx and that taught me so much about, wow, like these big businesses, it's not that complicated. Like it's just really simple systems and a lot of people put together. That's all it is. It's not This like, I, I, sometimes I see some of like our friends at times like, oh, like, we should do this, this, and this. And even with Chad and I, I'm like, we don't need to do this. Like, don't make it complicated. I I think what I learned in business comes from relationships and interpersonal, which is take it for what it is and keep it simple. The further away you get from simplicity, the, the more likely it is that you start to put pressure on not being able to move forward right? So if you start making things in your personal relationships or your personal life complicated, it'll show up in your business. You know, you'll start thinking about your business as, Oh, let's create this like crazy layer of complexity to make it look different or better. And it's like, is that really serving you? And so the big thing across the businesses that I'm involved in, even working with like a couple of my other friends is how can we keep this simple, whether it's the marketing, the ops, the fulfillment, the product, whatever it is, like it needs to be simple. Even the storytelling, like, It needs to be simple. It has to connect, but it needs to be simple because I think what happens for a lot of us is we think by like that innovation is like this complex, like I invented reinvented the wheel type idea, but innovation is just simply understanding another layer of simplicity that we can add to the equation, right? Like the iPhone is not, it is innovation, but it's like, okay, all you did was put communication into a mobile device. Like that's what you did. It's not that complicated when you think about it high scale, but a lot of people see it as like, oh my God, this thing is so fucking crazy. And it's like, yeah, I understand it's, it's an aberration. It's an anomaly in its own way, but it takes a lot of simple systems to put that together. And so I think in business, particularly seeing things for what it is, is imperative. Because I see people all the time, they're like, oh, I'm having this issue in my business. I'm having this issue in my business. I'm like, cool. Cool. Where are you not seeing it in simplicity? Because they think it's like eight or nine things. And I'm like, no, nah, it's like one, maybe two, if, if we're really reaching. And it's usually just a reflection of you. Like, where are you making things complicated? complicated? So for me personally, as like I'm involved in what I'm involved in and, and how we do things as a collective, I think it's been keeping it simple and then being able to do things one at a time. You know, I, I don't think it's necessarily reasonable to be like, oh, we're going to get to this amount of revenue and this amount of business and this, 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 this. If you want all these big things, making it complicated is never going to get get you there. Like there's a book by Alex Hormozzi I'm reading. It's called $100 million offers. And I'm like, this is like, he's even him, the way he's presenting this, he's telling you to keep it simple. Like just get really good at one thing and keep it really, really simple, like within what you do. And I think even at the highest scale, being around some of the best people I've been around, it's been the same story. Like, yeah, there's layers and there's you can say there's complexities because the bigger it gets, the more people that become involved. But if it starts to get complicated in in nature, that's where you start putting yourself in holes and you can honestly risk the entirety of a business going south. So keeping it simple is I, I, I hate to sound like you know a, a broken record but it's really that simple you know the, the taking things for what they are seeing problems for what they are like you you two are business partners if you two disagree on something you can look at it and say oh my god she doesn't like me i don't want to do that like that's cool and we can turn it into this whole complex like mishmash or you can just be like hey we both want the same thing we have two different lenses we like we both want the same thing we're just looking at it differently how can we come together right that's the simple way of looking at at it for what it is but i see a lot of people in their businesses like hey like we're not seeing the same like she feels this way i feel this way and it's like a and i'm like dude it's not that complicated you both want the same thing otherwise you wouldn't be together right so it's, it's being able to see things for what they are
1: yeah
0: and i feel like we're all taught into complexity right we're all taught that innovation is reinventing the wheel yeah. we're all taught that we have we are, we're all taught that authenticity is something complex yeah. right and I think that's a big a big mindset shift is just coming down to the realization that you don't have to reinvent the wheel you just have to put your spin on it like that's it that's literally it yeah <laughs> yeah cool cool yeah. Well, is there are there any last points, any last thoughts when it comes to showing up with gratitude, love, authenticity, whether it's within your business, within your relationships or with yourself?
2: I think accepting that it's not always perfect. And that's what's me. That's honestly what makes it perfect. Well, yeah. like there's days that I wake up. I, I think that's and I, I've I had this conversation with you guys. I, I'm sure there's days you wake up and you're like this ain't it, man. Like I'm just going to roll back over and sleep. Right. And if you genuinely need to do that, do by all means. Like I'm a little bit of a psycho. I don't sleep a whole lot. But even <laughs> me every once in a while, I'm like, nah, like we're gonna sleep an extra hour. And that's okay. Like sometimes it's okay to honor, and not sometimes, it's always okay to honor a need. You don't need to be this specific person. You don't need to create this specific identity. Like I, I've learned, especially with what I've gone through, to become identityless. Like nobody can tell me who I am. <laughs> I'm not any of these titles that apparently you need for your business. Like I honestly hate when people are like, Oh, you do this and this business. I'm like, cool. Like, sure. Yeah. I'm a part of the business. That's it. like, I leave it at that. I don't care for titles. And that's also helped me be like, cool. However I operate, it's honoring the path I'm going on with all of this as a collective and also allowing myself to grow. because if I don't grow. This isn't going to grow either. So I think it's just being able to take it as it is imperfectly and move forward. And when you do that, it's kind of funny how quickly things compound. I'm sure you guys saw it in your business and how quickly you guys have grown, which has been like super admirable to watch from a distance, but you have to keep it simple and also appreciate like there's going to be ups and downs. Like I've seen both of you have your challenges this year. And also I've seen both of you come together and create something bigger. And If you don't go through those moments, you don't actually grow. Right. But you've also both embraced that part of the journey. And I think that's what helps you move forward. So take things as they are day by day and it's not going to be perfect. And, Appreciate it for not being perfect, because that's actually gonna bring you more joy, more beauty, and when you become grateful for it, regardless, you actually move a lot farther fat, and even faster too. So, awesome.
0: Cool. So, yeah. where can the people find you, sir? Uh,
2: annoying Cam and Jess all of the yeah. time. So just that. Um, but no, <laughs> I'm on every I'm on every platform. It's just far shots, Rafi. I'm very simple. So if you need anything, DM, reach out. Um, I love both of these people. So if you want to get a hold of me, and I don't say anything, just tell them, and they'll 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 nag me because they typically do. So.
0: Yeah. All right. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Cool. Thank well, I you. Think that was a beautiful conversation, and everyone's going to take a lot from it. I think it's good to hear that simplicity is key when we love to overcomplicate everything, everything ourselves. <laughs> yes. Um, awesome. Well, you can find me at Consciously Fit Cam. Me at Hustle with Jess. And both of us at the Mindset Movement. If you found anything helpful, (laughs) any realizations, any epiphanies from this podcast episode, feel free to take a screenshot, tag all of us, including Sir Farshad. Um, But (laughs) awesome. thank you for tuning in and we will chat with you guys again next week.